0: Learn how to see and share Jesus from all of Scripture. We'll learn with us at the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. Well, welcome to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. I'm your host Nate Aiken, with also the other host John Aiken, and we continue our series today at looking at Proverbs, as we've been uh, doing a series on the wisdom literature. So today. Uh, We'll begin at least Proverbs 3, work our way through that, and we appreciate you listening uh, to the christ Center and Clear podcast, where we want to see and uh, share Jesus in all the scriptures. And again, today we'll look at the book of Proverbs. So Proverbs chapter 3, uh, just me and John today, so John, we'll just jump right in. Uh, Let's start with kind of just an overview for those in the car of what is going on in Proverbs 3. It's a a longer chapter, about 30, I think it's 35 verses, uh, but give us a summary of um, Proverbs 3.
1: Yeah. So, um, so the first 12 verses are, are, um, they're interesting. They're, they're kind of a, uh, you know, pericope or a unit. And then, and then 13 through the rest of the chapter, 13 through 35 is a unit. Um, and the first one is dealing with, uh, basically what it looks like to be in faithful covenant relationship with the Lord. Um, Mm. and so what, what, what is happening is the, um, the, um, odd verses are kind of the human obligation in the covenant. And then the even verses are what God is is going to do, uh, for a person faithful covenant with him. And so you have like verse one, my son, do not forget my teaching J- again is the word Torah, my law. Don't forget my law. Let your heart keep my commandments. Uh, verse three. Let steadfast love and faithfulness uh, not forsake you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So again, this, this is what, what we're called to do. Right. Verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Seven, be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord, turn away from evil. Nine, on the Lord with, the, with your wealth and the first fruits of your produce. Um, and, then, and then don't despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof and then what God's going to do as a result are the even verses length of days years of life peace will be added to you you'll find favor and get success in the sight of God and man uh he'll make your paths straight he's going to bring healing to you he's going to um he's going to bless your generosity and like your barns are going to be filled with plenty and then he's going to reprove you uh because he because he loves you and so uh that those those first 12 again are just about talked about how wisdom is the daily living living out of the covenant um it's it's the daily application of the law and so three one through twelve is just is how do you uh you know be a faithful covenant partner in relationship with the lord and what you're called to do kind of your side of the vows and then god's side of the vows what he's what he's going to do um if you you know if you're if you're faithful to him and uh listen to his wisdom and then the um the last part from 13 to the end of the book uh, to the end of the chapter is talking about basically how wisdom gives you abundant life and eternal life. And so it it starts Mm -hmm. with a, um, it it starts with a um, beatitude blesses the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding because the gain from her is better than, than silver. It's better than gold. And, um, and so this language that's used elsewhere too, in like eight, um, that wisdom is more precious than jewels. That long life is in her right hand. There's there's riches and honor. Um, and so it's just this idea that that if you uh, get wisdom, then you're going to have a longer life and a better life. And that's uh, really a lot of what thirteen through the end of the um, uh, end of the uh, chapter is
0: talking about. Then you, which would be connected to to the honor, father and mother, uh, Solomon teaching his son and. Uh, go, you know, go well with you. And uh, so similar to what you brought brought up in previous episodes about him teaching the Shema to his kids. Yes, 100%.
1: Yeah. One of the new kind of ideas that that does come in here in three is there in verse 19 and 20, that the Lord by wisdom founded the earth by understanding he established the heavens by his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the the clouds dropped Mm -hmm. down the dew. So that uh, the world was created by wisdom that that's and so the world because of that wisdom it, it deals with the covenant mm. but it also deals with creation that the world works a certain way there's a reason why you'll have a longer life and a better life is because the world was founded on wisdom and so if you want to walk through the world rightly then then you need to mm. you know you need to have uh, have wisdom then verses 21 through 26 are are more about peace of mind uh that if you get wisdom mm. you're going to walk securely you're not going to be afraid when you lie down. You, you know, you're, 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 the Lord will be your confidence, um, and so you, so you have peace of mind because of wisdom. And then the last is that wisdom will give you um, uh, God's blessing instead of His judgment. And so uh, you see there at the end of the of the chapter, uh, Him talking about not again as we we're talking about fleshing out the law, like how you interact with your neighbor. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I'll give it when you have it. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason, so on and so forth, because verse 33, Mm -hmm. the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. And, um, and so, you, you know, wisdom is the way to get God's blessing rather than his cursing. Um, because toward the scorners, he's scornful, but to the humble, he gives favor um and so there's this idea that we've talked about before that that wisdom is 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 kind of starts with recognizing you don't have it being humble enough to recognize you don't mm-hmm. have it that you need it uh depending upon the lord for it and so that's what you so so mainly what you have in 3 is just this idea that that you you need to get wisdom um because it's going to help you navigate your way through the world um and it's it's mm-hmm. things are going to go better for you uh than if you don't have wisdom and, um, and part of that's because this is the way the world was created. And so it, so it works in this specific
0: way. How many, um, how many sermons did you preach in three? Is, did you do it all as one or did you do did multiple two. sermons? I did two sermons. Okay. So one through 12. How did you break it up?
1: One through 12 and then okay. 13 through 35.
0: Gosh, I did it as one sermon. Um, okay. But it felt long. Even, even trying to look back at the manuscript, it feels long, but I mean, there's ways to do it to make it more succinct. So yeah. Um, there,
1: there are some repeating yeah, themes it,
0: and things like that, right? But even repeating themes that you'll see play out in e- even the rest of the first nine chapters of of Proverbs. Um, any anything in the text that would be a you know a textual question or or something that would be you know uh, yeah something like just any textual issues do you think need to be brought up? Not,
1: not really. I'll just I'll mention one again. This this idea of of in verse one, do not forget my Torah, my teaching. There, there are. Proverbs scholars who want to argue that um, that it doesn't really refer to the Torah. It's not it's it's just it's just a generic word, you know, Hebrew word for teaching or instruction. And it's not really referring to, you know, the law of Moses. And I just uh, I think that's incorrect. I think that Proverbs there, there are and that we can spend a lot of time talking about this. But there's there's just a lot of connection between Proverbs and Deuteronomy um, and so yeah. I think I think Solomon, again, Deuteronomy 6, uh, for the sake of Deuteronomy 17, is is fleshing out the covenant here. And so I think it it helps us that wisdom is is based in the word of God. It's not just some generic teaching that a, that a parent gives to a, to a child. And so uh, that'd be one thing I'd mention.
0: It is a, um, obviously a helpful, maybe we'll talk more about this in application, but a helpful text. It, you know, we live in a world that says, follow your heart. So many songs about that. So many shows about that, so forth. And this is basically telling you the complete opposite. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, so the, <laughs> yeah. and the thing is too, that it's, it, there are, even in this one chapter, we see these connections of honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your produce. I mean, that's, that's, that's from the law of Moses. And then your barns will be filled with plenty. You have the first time it's mentioned, it's mentioned multiple times in the book, that wisdom is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her there in mm-hmm. verse 18. And so this is an echo back to Genesis and to um, the creation account. And, um, and, and so the, the connections are just there. It's just, even though they're not maybe drawn as explicitly, uh, Solomon's assuming that, that you know this right. background...
0: All right, well let's turn how, how did you connect it to Christ? So in the in the
1: the sermon on 1 through 12, I I talked about again because the idea is you're you're called to keep the covenant and then God's going to bless uh covenant keepers and then the the answer the the question is um who do, who does this? You know, who who is right. the 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 son who um doesn't forsake steadfast love and faithfulness and so finds favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Who's who's the son that grows in wisdom, you know, and, and uh, in stature and favor with God and man. It's Jesus. Jesus is the one who keeps the covenant. You know, the the the, mm-hmm. the the part of what I did in the sermon was to talk about one of the challenges that people have when they when they look at preaching the law or some when they you know when they preach Proverbs is that it could run into a kind of prosperity gospel that if you just Mm -hmm. trust God enough, if you're, if you, if you learn enough wisdom, you obey God enough, it's going to lead you to health, wealth, and happiness. And there, and there are, there, there is aspects of that, that, I mean, Proverbs is, is definitely, you know, teaching aspects of that. The problem is that we live in a fallen world. And so it doesn't always work out immediately in a fallen world. Sometimes we you know, do the right thing and we believe and we trust the Lord, we trust and obey and things go badly. You get cancer or you, you know, you lose your job or whatever. Sometimes, um, you know, people who aren't following the Lord and don't follow wisdom get fame and wealth and and those kinds of things. And so the Proverbs are, um, I believe, generally true now, but they're always ultimately true that this is, that this will work out in the end. And so the, the question is, uh, who, who keeps the covenant? Like the problem with the prosperity gospel isn't that it doesn't touch on some things that the Bible says, but what the problem is, it bypasses Jesus and it acts like, well, you are the one who keeps the covenant, so you're the one who receives the blessing. And the truth is, no, Jesus is the one who kept the covenant for you. He is not only the faithful one who you know, receives the covenant blessings and shares those with those who are in Him. He also took the covenant curse on our behalf on on the cross and was cut off from the Lord um, so that we could be free and so that we could receive these these blessings. And so so that's what I just I just walk through how Jesus is the son who keeps it. He's the one who grows. Um, He's the king that has the covenant on his heart. Um, And then as sons uh, of God in Christ, this is now how we are to live as faithful covenant children. And not only that, um, he's also forming us, verses eleven and twelve, talking about the Lord's discipline and his reproof, he's forming us into the kinds of people who can receive these blessings right. and and who know how to how to live in, in in these blessings and not, you know, let our affections terminate on the blessings themselves. And so, um, and so so yeah, so that's how in, in the first sermon, that's how I kind of um, pointed to Christ. In the second sermon, um, I talked about, again, that this, this poem in 13 through 18 is about like the supreme value of wisdom, get her above anything else, the benefits of wisdom. And just as we've talked about before, I think the, the personification of wisdom is a personification of Solomon's wisdom and ultimately of God's wisdom. And 1 Corinthians 1 tells us that that's Jesus Christ. Um, he's the wisdom of God come down for us. And so we need to get Jesus above everything else, right? That he's he's better than wealth, he's better than treasure, he's better than all these things. And so you need to get he he is the the pearl of great price. He's the treasure in the field. He's he's the one that you need to seek um, above all else. Not only that, he's the one who who gives us access to the tree of life from verse eighteen. He's the one who um, who you know holds out eternal life to us. When it comes to the the World being created in wisdom, um, you know. Part of what I walk through there is wisdom is always used for building. Okay, so it it was used to build the creation in the beginning. uh, Proverbs tells us it's used in Exodus thirty-one to build the tabernacle, which is the tabernacle is seen as a return to Eden. It's it's a you know it's a new creation. It's what's used to build the temple. Right, Solomon, the the wise king, is the temple builder. Um, and so because of that, uh, we have in Christ, uh, him coming as the the great sage, one greater than Solomon, who is going to, who's going to build a new creation. And, um, and so if you want to be part of that, um, and if you want to know how to, how to work your way through the world, then you need to know Jesus. Cause he's, he's the wisdom of God. He's the one who spoke the world into existence. You know, we're told in the Christological passages in the New Testament, that he he was, uh, you know, he's the creator, um, and so you've got to know him in order to to be able to navigate through the order of the world. Uh, you got to know the one who who made it. Um, and then the last, just when I talk about receiving God's blessing instead of judgment, um, I'm just I'm walking through uh, how Jesus again is the wisdom of God. He's the wise son who who did humble himself took on the curse and then offers the blessing he offers us long life riches and glory that's that's better than some temporary prosperity gospel you know health and wealth he's offering us uh that we're co-heirs with christ and so everything that god is going to give to him he's going to share with us um and so that that's kind of what i walked through at the end of the chapter
0: yeah, I'll just add a couple of things from my conclusion. Um, you basically said most of these, but just as maybe said a different way. Um, so, kind of more for the first part, he he doesn't. In, in one sense, he leans on the like he he leans on the Lord. He trusts in the Lord. He's not like Adam, who says my will, but he says you know Thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Um, good Shepherd, who leads in the paths of pleasantness. And then, you, you know, you basically said this, he's the, the covenant keeper, the son of Solomon, who is a covenant keeper, who stands in the place of covenant breakers and fools. Uh, and then he imputes the blessings of the covenant keeper onto the fool, onto the disobedient. And then God honors him. Uh, he, you know, one of the ways we see him honored uh, in his uh, perfect sacrifices that God prolongs his days. Um, right. So ultimately, as you said, the, the promises of the proverb are, are ultimately true. Um, because he was he was faithful uh, to keeping the covenant pr- uh, promises, uh, and you certainly see some of the again the themes you've hit on tree of life and, and other things that are uh, found here in, in Proverbs three. Anything more in that part before we shift yeah, to, to one application? One thing I will
1: add, and and I do think the the um, prolonged days. I mean, there there is a connection to Isaiah fifty three there, um, mm. which is again uh, g- helpful. Yep. One one thing, yeah. One more thing I'll just note is. There in verse three, when he talks about um, let let you know let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, bind them around your neck, which again is is Deuteronomy six language. Um, write them on the tablet of your heart. Okay, this um, this idea of of the only way that you're going to be able to obey. Uh, the law, we see this from Deuteronomy, is if the is if the law is written on your heart, right? Your your heart is circumcised, mm-hmm. and so Solomon's picking up this language, like it's a, it's an in inside out change. It's not an outside in change. It's it's covenant language, loyalty and truth. Um, you know that the, the covenant needs to be written on your heart, um, and this is that you know this is a bridge between what's happening in the law of Moses and what the prophets are promising is that the 10 commandments were written on stone tablets and they didn't obey them. There's coming a day mm-hmm. when it's going to be written on the tablet of your heart so that you can obey. And that's what Jeremiah 31, the new covenant, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And so it's not about, it's not about uh, behavior modification. It's, you know, it's not outward end rule keeping it's, it's inward out transformation. And so this, this text of the whole, write it on the tablet of your heart um, so you'll find favor with God. You know, And man is pointing us forward to regeneration in Christ, like John 3, being born again. That um, that's the only mm-hmm. chance we have to walk in wisdom is if right. we come to know Christ. And because of that, spirit lives inside of us and the law is written on our heart. So that now we have a new ability to obey it that Deuteronomy says they did not have. Um, and so that, that was another, another way, um, to, to preach the gospel from Proverbs three.
0: That's, that's good. All right. We'll take, let's now take it. How do we make it clear and apply it to our folks? How did you apply both the first and second sermons?
1: Yeah. So, um, a couple of different things just with the specific verses, I mean, there's, there's so much application in, in Proverbs. I mean, it's so practical, but even just starting out in the, um, This idea that we see in in multiple places of like trust the Lord versus versus, you know, not being wise in your own eyes. Like the root of foolishness is being wise in your own eyes instead of uh, fearing the Lord and, and, um, you know, letting what he says, his evaluation of things be what holds sway in your life. And so foolishness is thinking you're wise. So it's like pride over humility. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. I just, I talked through some of that, like, um, the, the, the other side of the same coin is repentance. Cause he talks about, uh, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Okay. So, so that's the other side of the coin is, is you recognizing what is right in my own eyes is wrong. And I need to turn away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and then he gives, you know, Solomon gives a, a practical example of what, uh, of how inward piety leads to outward obedience in the law, and he's talking about generosity honoring the Lord um with your with your you know your first fruits and uh the, these offerings that you would make uh to the Lord and then he's gonna he's gonna bless you if you do that uh it demonstrates gratitude for for what God has given you confidence that he's gonna provide in the future um and so so there's just some very practical things in there um and then. Uh, again, I I I applied it with the whole. This is generally true now. Always prove true later. That um, that if things don't work out in the meantime, or you're not receiving blessing. You're not. You know that doesn't mean that God's word has failed. That you you should you should remain right. faithful and even see this as maybe some of the ways God's working because he because he talks about the correction of the Lord. You know, don't uh, when God allows this one in our life. Uh, we shouldn't get mad about that. We should we should rejoice because it yeah. means that he loves us and that he he delights in us. And so, um, you know, discipline can be a very positive thing. It is would you discipline your body when you work out because you um, you want to get in better shape and you want to be healthy and those those kind of things. And God's doing the same thing in our life uh, spiritually. Um, and so, it just in the same way that parents who who never correct their children. May look like their buddies and that they love them, but they don't really love them because they're not yeah. telling them what they need to what they need to know, and so we need to see you know god's um god's discipline of of us as a good thing um in the second sermon, as far as application, I just walked through the um the idea of the order uh, that because of the world's been created in in wisdom that means that you should live uh, with the grain and not against the grain. And so one of the classic illustrations that I always use here is, is um, Tim. Tim, Tim, our youngest brother uh, was a, was a teenager and it was in high school and he had had some leftover Taco Bell and he got it out of the fridge and he, you know, put the the taco in the, in the microwave and warmed it up. And then he wanted the the uh, sauce Taco sauce on there, but he didn't want the it to be cold, and so he took the taco sauce packet and put it in the microwave, and like fireworks start going off because that you're not supposed to, to put that ma- you're not supposed to put that material in the microwave, and so it's like sh- like blue lightnings shooting out of the thing, and um and uh, well why why did that happen? Well, it's not designed that way, and the Bible makes all of this stuff in Proverbs makes it very clear, like you're designed to work. And so generally speaking, if you're lazy, then you're going to be impoverished. And so you need to look at the ants and see how they, you know, uh generally speaking, a soft answer is going to cool cool fury uh more than a than a harsh answer is. Um and so to for you to live against the grain, even the 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 idea of generosity, you know, uh that's the way that the world works. He, he, there's other places where he talks about, you know, you scatter seed and, and it causes more fruit, right. More growth. Like, um, that may be counterintuitive, but the, the more generous you are, you know, the, the more blessing the Lord's going to give in your life. Like, this is just the way the world works. And so, uh, to live against that is suicidal. Um, you're, 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 um, you're harming yourself when you live against that. Then the other is, um, the, in 21 through 26, this idea of, peace of mind um mm. that you're you don't have to fear the things that other other people fear. He he basically says you're going to get a good good night's sleep with no worry because you've not done foolish things that would cause you to stay awake worrying that they're going to wreck your life um or being right. afraid that you're going to get caught or being afraid that you're going to you're going to find out um you know what if what if they see that thing on my phone that I don't want them to see or you know, they run into that person that you're, you're having uh, an affair with and, and you're found out or whatever, like you're not having to fret about those things because you're walking in wisdom. And so you, and so you have peace of mind. Um, mm. And then um, he, he ends at the end again, with the kind of the way you relate to your neighbor. Um, and he, he ends with two sins of omission and then two sins of, of commission uh, at the end of the, right. of the chapter. When he's talking about you know not withholding good from those to whom it is due, when it's in your power, uh, don't delay in doing good if you have the means. And so he's talking again, talking about generosity. And then the commission are don't plan evil against your neighbor, don't accuse your neighbor without reason if they if they haven't wronged you. Um, and so and so just you know these ideas about how you love neighbor. You know you're generous to them, um, and you're not you're not harsh uh, or harmful with them. You try to reconcile uh, when, when you can. And, uh, so yeah, those are, those are a lot of things that I kind of, um, focused on.
0: Yeah. Again, a g- a great chapter that speaks right to some of the sentiment and idolatry of, of our own culture, uh, and the messages that are just being pumped into, to our lives. Uh, any final words, I mean, uh, pretty thorough there, but any final words on Proverbs three? No, I mean, I,
1: I just, I think that Proverbs three is kind of a quintessential passage of of what Proverbs is kind of teaching about wisdom. It's it's a great, it's a great passage, and there are obviously um, clear connections to Christ. And so, just, I, I really have enjoyed um, the, especially verses one through twelve, and looking at, uh, you know, this idea of faithful covenant uh, partnership, like. One of the things that, that we see, uh, I, I learned this years ago by reading, um, John Piper's book called future grace and, and how the, uh, the promises of God are meant to, um, to motivate us to, um, to right action. And so that it's, it's not just a, the the reason that book was transforming to me was, is that it, it's kind of a one of the first times I'd ever heard like a gospel centered approach to sanctification and that it wasn't just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do better, but it was no, no, the way you, the way that you um, grow in holiness is by believing the promises of God, that it's a faith, it's a faith issue. And I see that in, in three, one through 12, when all these, with the odd verses being what, what we're called to do. And why do we do them? The even verses, because we trust that as we do them that God's going to keep his promises to us and so it it motivates you um it motivates you to to believe and to obey and um and so i i just think that i i find that has been an incredibly helpful concept in my life because um i've had way more i've been able to see way more growth when i preach the gospel to myself and 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 let that motivation Help me fight against sin and, and those kinds of things uh, rather than just, mm-hmm. man, you did a bad job and so you need to do better.
0: yeah, and I would just say one more thing uh, in in conjunction with that again, because it is addressing some idols of our culture, but also just holding up a lot of things about what wise living looks like it It should be fairly easy to read this chapter and think I'm unwise mm-hmm. uh, at, at times, obviously, and so. Uh, though we are we certainly talk almost every week about we, we do talk every week about how you can make connections to Christ from certain texts. Also, all of us who have been on this podcast would be advocates of in every sermon, you you need to give an appeal to the gospel. Like if there are unbelievers in the room, they need to hear a very clear you're a sinner who needs to repent and believe. This this does give a, a really wonderful opportunity to do that because when you see the standard and see your the unique idolatries, it gives you a chance to present before unbelievers. Uh, like, basically, here's the standard. We, you know, we don't meet it. Like, so here, here's the holiness of God. We obviously don't meet it. But instead, there's a gracious provision that's made uh, for somebody who's kept the covenant uh, in your place, if you would simply turn and be found in him. Yep. And so we would just commend every week, preach the gospel to unbelievers and to believers, as John just said. And so uh, you can do this and see how, how we did it in Proverbs chapter 3. Well, we appreciate you listening to the christ and Clear podcast. We'll be back next week with Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you for listening to the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or text you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail.com. And please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources.